Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 414. Charles and Anthony are here. Woohoo! Hello! Good evening. And, uh, yeah, we got some comic books that uh, we wanted to share. They're not new, but uh, they're ones that we are reading that we definitely think you guys should pick up. And since they are uh, a little bit older, they're readily available. We also got into some Disney and Marvel furloughs and what they're doing with uh, everything going on. Some I'm trying to think. What are we talking? Video game news. There's some of that. Uh, there is some bright, cute, fun things. Uh, which, now that I think about it, today was kind of a cute, fun episode. Because Charles, what did you reveal? Superhero girls. Yeah. And what's the uh, target age group for that? Well, I mean, uh, wasn't it like between um, three to six? We're saying like, <laughs> not that, I don't think that young, but like eight to twelve. Yeah, I was gonna say seven to twelve. Yeah. That area. Um, it, so super four, cute. Uh, yeah, it's it's super cute. Huge eyes, you know, uh, unusual proportions in their face. Really, um, weird placement of noses. Anyways, there's like little three <laughs> dolls. Way to critique little kids' uh, looks, especially little girls, and make them feel <laughs> bad about this, their looks. No, no, no. Little kids don't make this. Adults make this for little kids. So you And know, you're judging them, making them have a complex. That they should not look like really this. It's like mimicking what is popular. Like what, brats? This is very much look like brats. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Brats? Yes. Yeah. I think I'm saying the right thing. But we also had some news. Yeah. Uh, was... uh, some reviews. Uh, mm -hmm. I reviewed uh, Man of War, XO Man of War. Um, Tony, what drew you review? Uh, two Earths as well as uh, Second Coming. Excellent. And a really pretty amazing uh, booze in the book. So I guess uh, sit down and uh, chill in your living room or wherever you are on lockdown. Grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 414. Searching for pigeons in the before time. <laughs> Uh. Not straight. You're like the guy from a goofy movie. Oh. Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> Uh, who voiced him? Polly uh, Shore? Yeah. Yeah. The weasel. <laughs> no, he's in the juice. That's from Encino Man. That was a good movie, too. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Um, Do you well, see in the chat I just sent? Uh, well, it's actually it's still loading, but be just a second. Um, if you want to just log out, log back in. It takes two seconds. I'm good. Good in the hood. Uh, okay, like to talk comics. You, however, are in some sort of storage shed where Thor keeps his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it back there because so many people will comment on it like halfway through video conferencing with them. They'll be like, is that Thor's hammer behind you? I'll be like, yep. 
I can't I can't move it. <laughs> it's <stuck laughs> yeah, there. it just stuck there. <laughs> Thor visited one time, set it there. Um so before we get into things, I I want to explain something. So I'm before we get into everything of what we've done this week of trying to stay sane, I am following all these protocols pretty well. With the exception yeah. of I need to sometimes talk face to face with people cuz I miss I miss that. I you know, the human interaction. So I already sent this to Lynn's cuz she unfortunately is not Ooh. joining today. But uh, I visited Charles the other day and I just want to to show you his fashion sense. Oh my god. Uh, a little bit lower. Lower it. There you go, right there. Right after this, I threw this handle right at his face. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you, do, you, do you see that footwear there? Like, I I love the color uh, options. They're like orange and blue. I think it goes well together. Yeah, yeah just ignoring the, the socks with sandals there. I had to throw something on real quickly because I thought if I don't throw something on real quickly, he might try to invite himself in, you know? I can't have that. I can't have like a coronavirus in my house. So that's that's what you you chose, sandals with socks. <laughs> it was It'll either repel people or sandals with socks. <laughs> I could see why you would uh, choose poorly, but uh... <laughs> chosen poorly. Yeah. Um, but it was great, uh, randomly surprising Charles and. Uh, seeing him during the week and I think that was pretty much my only physical it, contact with anyone besides the people at the store uh, what about you guys you've been touching people at the store oh yeah hands mm. all over them <laughs> Tony's uh, just like a serial toucher going through Myers my birthday was Tuesday so I I got I got some sushi you know uh, it was really really good and Where then from? Was good. Maru. Nice. Really, really, really good. And then we drank a lot. Drank a lot, then drank some more, and then went over to Dave's house and played some board game, in which I had blacked out several times. Well, browned out. Browned out is actually, the I think, the term. Where I had made moves on the board that I didn't know I made, and then I thought it was my turn. I was like, is it my turn? They're like, no, it's not your turn. You just went. I was like, what? No, I didn't. And I look at the board, and there, there's like a little indicator for each round we're on. So it's like the third round, and I don't think I've gone twice yet. And I look at the board, and my stuff has moved around, and I'm like, is this a joke? And then I realized that I was struggling. So th this continued on. I don't think I remember playing any more of the game. I just mean remember in between my turn, where I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Somebody went for me, I guess. <laughs> Which is strange because I don't usually experience that sort of um, autopilot. Yeah, it makes me think of like, uh, I forget what they call it, but when you're driving down the road and then all of a sudden you're like, how did I get to this spot on the road and not die? Like, did, did I stop at those stop signs back there? Mm -hmm. Just because your brain was on autopilot and just didn't record any of it. It's interesting. I uh, played some games. I uh, did some yard work because there was finally weather somewhat warm enough to get outside and mow the lawn. And because it was, we had multiple days of rain the last week, 
So my yard was getting a little out of control. Um, so did that, did the edging, and um, do you guys call it the, the game uh, Rhyme? You know, you know that game. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, I stopped playing video games completely, and really, I have been starting to. Um, I have a drawing pad, you know, like a nice big fat drawing pad with like a screen to display and stuff. Yeah. And I've been learning, um, well, I guess, illustration, but more like just paint, you know, watercolors. MS Paint. All digital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, MS Paint, good stuff. Um, it's, um, it's actually nice to be uh, working on a project instead of just feeling like I'm doing nothing, you know? Instead of just passing the time. It feels, yeah. yeah, I'm learning something. I feel like I'm putting my time towards something I've always wanted to do anyway, so. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely behind the people talking like the mental health portion of this whole thing where people are saying if you don't come out of this with a skill that's okay like you don't you know this doesn't necessarily have to be a time where you reinvent yourself in the middle of disaster um because this you know a lot of people more and more millions and millions more um have lost their jobs they're making very little or the unemployment they're waiting for stimulus checks that haven't arrived yet you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so the idea of being like, hey, when you're stressed out, you should definitely do something new that you're not very good at. That'll make you feel really good about yourself. So I get that, you know, the concept of not doing it. But if you definitely can, I think that it is, you know, if if you're able to do it, it's very helpful. I mean, I'm I keep saying, I'm like, I want to get back into learning Japanese, but uh, I am, I am still working right now. And so those eight hours, as soon as I'm done working, like at the end of the day, about five-ish, I'm like, I don't really want to do more work, like working on my house or things like that. What, um, would, you, um, what would you use to try to learn Japanese? Uh, is there a program? Uh, yeah, there's actually two things. There's Wani Kani is a website. Um, mm-hmm. That's W-A-N-I-K-A-N-I. And then Duolingo. Authors. And Duolingo is free. But uh, Yawani Kani teaches you uh, a very good – I think that Duolingo first is good because it teaches you um, characters Mm -hmm. um, and what the characters mean and how to pronounce them and stuff like that. Because if you go to Yawani Kani, the way that they teach, it's very helpful if you already know uh, the katakana, which is the, like, uh, syllabic language. So each mouth sound has a certain character drawn, I guess. So as for like self-learning, um, I learned that I really liked the Final Fantasy VII remake because I beat that yes, last week. So that was really good. Um, other than that, just surviving, eating lots of food. But my diet's actually improved. I don't know. We'll see. Once this is all over and I go back to eating out at restaurants again with everyone and, like, you know, going to bars, we'll see what happens. But I haven't had, like, heartburn or bad stomach aches or anything for days. So this uh, – my diet, at least, has been improving because I've been eating all home, almost 100% homemade meals. I've only ordered out, like, maybe three times total. So, yeah. Me – to, I, don't know, I was just trying to think of the, there's skills that I want to do and since I'm not working I definitely have extra extra time but I get easily distracted by anything that is entertainment so 
Still watching lots of shows and movies. I downloaded a, a free beta version of a game, which I've never done that, that I have been addicted to for the past two days straight. And I think I might get to a point where the developer doesn't have any updated levels, so I beat the game by playing pretty much 48 hours straight of it. <laughs> which is not how you're supposed to do a phone game. You're supposed to be casual, so... Uh, but it, it's really good, so I'm like, I might have to beta test some more games, and, you know, sometimes it sucks because then it crashes, and sometimes you might lose your stuff if they uh, take it out of beta, but so far, so good. It's called Merge Stories. It's a merge-type okay. game. I've never really played anything, but it's, the mechanics are simple. You put two things together and it becomes a better thing and uh that's minecraft man really oh yeah that would be I mean, minecraft well, i mean for the most part it's the idea of yeah you start with something really basic and then you get two things that are really basic and that gives you an advanced thing and then one advanced thing press a basic thing is another advanced thing and then it just explodes out from there as it grows and grows and grows it's kind of like drunk on comics. Us three are basic, and we form together to <laughs> add, add, add a sprinkle being... <laughs> of lens. And... <laughs> but yeah, so I do have uh, some comics that I, I read this past week. I've actually started dedicating a little bit more time uh, to reading them. I slacked last week, and i uh catching up, which is great. And there's two books that I really want to quick talk about. One is, they're both from Ahoy. And I know Charles has read some stuff from Ahoy Comics. I love what they put out. Um, all their books are interesting and unique. And they're packed full of just extra tidbits. You get the comic, and then you get usually a prose-type story uh sometimes there's a extra mini comic in there that may go with the comic you just read or it might be another property that they're maybe testing to see what people think the letters to the editor which i always think everyone should really read those if they're in comics because it gives you insight from the creators and everything of their thought process and so they have that going on with all their books and now the first one i want to talk about is second coming I've talked about this before and reviewing it all, but I never finished the last book of it. And so, to quick recap, this was a book that originally was going to be put out by DC Comics. And then some people went crazy to the internet saying, this is blasphemous, uh, you can't have a book about Jesus coming back into a superhero world and, and all this. And so DC, you know bowed to pressure and canceled it the great thing that dc did was gave the rights and everything fully to uh the creators so that they could then oh nice try to ship it somewhere else which then they found in ahoy comics it made the the delay of it coming out about an extra three months or so when it was trying to figure out where it was going to be but I have to tell you this, and it was one of the things, too, that they, they wrote in the back of the, f the final issue of, see, that wasn't so bad, and it wasn't. It was not blasphemous at all. In fact, it 
if you are someone who is religious belief, it would give you some just thought on certain things. And if you're not, it was just a fun story having Jesus meet a Superman-like figure who is also kind of lost in this world, being the most powerful one. And, you know, how God is with the devil and relationships. And it was really deep and good. And I don't want to give too many plot points away, but it's it's funny when people don't believe that it's Jesus until he has to start doing his fun party tricks of making water into wine and, and all that jazz. <laughs> and so, Magic fingers. <laughs> and so I think both of you guys, like I said, I want you guys to read this, uh, this one because it's just really good. And they had the six issues. It, it came to its conclusion, but with Ahoy Comics, they usually do uh, runs. They usually only have like four or five titles out at a time. And they have them short, you know, five issues, four issues, six issues. And then they'll have something else come on their docket. But they may re-enter uh, that world again uh, in future um, endeavors. And so this one is one that they also have said that they're going to reintroduce. So I'm looking forward to that. Second one is Two Earths. Now where Second Coming had just come out this past year, uh, Two Earths, I want to say it was two years ago now, and this involved a character who, let's just kind of say, is the Batman trope, the rich person that dresses up and fights crime, and he's called Dragonfly Man. Now, this world that Dragonfly Man is from is more of a Batman 66 cartoonish pow. Uh, gee willikers, I can get out of this because that's kind of the world he's from. Introduce this magic mirror with multiple parallel universes, and you get a, a Nolan's gritty Dragonfly. So mm. instead of Dragonfly Man, he's just Dragonfly, because why would you put man at the end that's just kind of weird and (laughs) and funny i remember you having this exact same sort of comment the last time you were talking about what you've you've done the second coming before Mm -hmm. and then this one i remember hearing about this before oh uh, i've talked about this one as well i just never ever finished the actual series again it's another 6.1 that they actually have already the second um part of it uh, Mm -hmm. as well that i have to then dive into but just to tell readers out there it's worth the pick up and as well for you guys that I'll let you borrow. The, so this is the second issue in that? In well, this Dragon is the, the whole first uh, six-issue miniseries. Okay. Um, like right. I said, I don't want to give too many spoilers away because it is just really good concept, even though the concept has kind of been used before of parallel people coming into you know a different universe. But what makes this great is you have this, this gritty world, and that guy who thinks the police are all corrupt and everything coming to this friendly everything is like peachy keen normal and he's thinking that the mayor is corrupt as hell when really he's the nice mayor because he's in niceville he starts uh beating up the bad guys and actually kills one of them which then makes him seem like he's a murderer because really the good guys don't murder anyone and happy world then you have the happy dragonfly man in the gritty world 
where he doesn't kill at all, but the bad guys sure do. But he's able to get out of things because he always has like something magical on his a spray. Belt. Or yeah, he sprayed himself with anti dynamite spray at one point when this building blew up. Because I when I was read that's one spoiler I'll say I was reading I was like, oh shit he's dead that's this is gonna end interesting and then the next uh, like panel he explains to someone I sprayed a double dose so I was able to save you from the blast too and it's like. <laughs> it's so dumb but it's so good because they're they're sticking to who they are in these worlds and because of that he's able to get out of it with the they're the, almost like carrying their universal power within their own universe into this next yeah reality and then uh with the the more grittier one he starts realizing towards the end that he needs to like he convinces them all that the person that he killed, it was all an elaborate hoax to get the person into um, uh, police protection. So they had to make it look like he died so that they could hide him. Would I? And he goes, would I lie to you? And they're like, well, gee, Willeker, you wouldn't lie to me, so it's got to be true. Because that's the world that they're in where everyone's dumb and gullible and believes in, in goodness. I can't tell you enough. There's a lot of other hijinks like that within this series that it's it's a must read. And so while everyone's at home, I think both these series um, really need to be picked up. And Ahoy Comics as a whole is just a great, great publisher for, for new things. And that's what I have this week. Awesome. You guys got anything? I can go next. Oh, sure. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, this week, looked at... Let me pull it up. Uh, XO Mana War by Valiant. Um, so this is number one. And uh, I've never seen this character before, which was nice. Uh, a little refreshing. I mean, he does have a history. He's existed for a while. Um, been through a couple of publishers. But... Um, <clears throat> For those who don't know about it, basically, uh, he is a 5th century uh, man who basically is pulled into the future, to the modern day, by an alien uh, armor suit thing. So think kind of like the latest Iron Man suit, where it's kind of nanite-based almost. It disappears when he's not wearing it, and it kind of forms around him as he needs it kind of stuff. Makes him... Makes him really strong. Uh, he can fly up into space. He can fly um, with like jet boots, or you know, it makes him Superman-ish uh, with mm. the suit on. Uh, I actually really liked it, um, having never experienced the character or the world or anything like that. There's some fun little um, nods to comic books, like other comic books, where uh, he's pretty bad at being a superhero. Um, think. What was the Will Smith movie? Hancock. Uh, Hancock. Hancock, yeah. Where, you know, he tries to do things, but maybe he doesn't judge his strength right. Or, like, in one of the first panels, he <clears throat> saves a uh, aging uh, flying uh, or spaceship. It's like an alien spaceship was crashing into the Earth. And so he prevents it from uh, crash landing and killing a bunch of people. But he parks it on the George Washington Bridge and so everyone on the 
news just talks about how their commute is worse and how the bridge will be out for six months. Um, where he, he's just trying to do good. Um, they introduce some other side characters that add some modern world humanity to it, which is nice. He's got the uh, and, and they're like they're typical characters for something like this. You know, every hero needs like a sidekick or um, a tech person. Um, and in this case, his tech guy seems to be uh, a homeless man that he fed deer to. Uh, he went out being a fifth century uh, man. He, instead of going to the grocery store or going to a restaurant like normal people because he has no money, he goes out into the woods of Canada and uh, kills a deer in the wild uh, naked. Uh, there's some nice uh, full naked shots, um, slightly censored, so there's nothing to see. But he's out yeah. hand, yeah, killing a deer by hand with a knife, uh, which is some interesting stuff. And then he brings it back and ends up feeding some homeless people who are nearby. And then later on when he's trying to fix a car that he broke, the homeless man shows up and offers to uh, help fix the car. It's a nice little – so he's collecting people around him. He's uh, – playing basketball with some kids um, meets one of the kids mother um, ends up saving the kid. So now the mother is thankful and is like, I'll help you be a normal human being in the modern world. Uh, fifth century man. Uh, so it's nice. He's not like stupid because yeah, I would expect like fifth century. He'd be pretty, you know, the modern world would be too much. He wouldn't be able to handle it, but he seems to be not just a complete idiot, which is a nice, uh, change of pace of past man brought into the future he's not completely uh upset by all the technology i technically did read one and two um the the second one comes out on the 29th i believe so what's that uh wednesday yeah so this wednesday number two will be released um I recommend it. I mean, so far, I really like the story. Will Versus it be released one. digitally, or is that what it's saying? Uh, or is that what the last issue said, because with delays, it might not actually be that? Uh, with it, This is the marketing email um, oh, okay. that they sent. To, it says, uh, on sale April 29th. Um, so, I mean, hopefully digitally as well. I would assume so. Um, but yeah. That's what I read this week. Charles, what about you? Okay. I read um, Superhero Girls. Uh, subtitle, Infinite Frenemies. Basically, okay. it just takes all the... Uh, well, there are characters that are, you know, female versions of... Wonder Woman's the same person. But um, there's Kara, uh, you know, like Supergirl. There's um, Barbara, uh, Batgirl. Um, Z? I don't know which one's a Green Lantern girl, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it starts off with, like, Kara waking up, dreading the day, right? She's, like, yawning and exclaiming that she doesn't want to be part of the regular way of things, I guess. Realizes it's Saturday, like, as if she has, like, real things to fucking do. <laughs> she's excited about the weekend, realizing this, <laughs> And then she pulls out this flyer, and she's like, oh my gosh, mosh pit! I love mosh pits! Of course she does. Um, and it says, like, Moshathon, and, it, like, the names of the band include, like, Kitty, Riot, Baby in Suit, Murder, Le Panther, The Stay Stays, Blundie, not Blondie, but Blundie. And I just thought, like, uh, Kitty Riot kind of sounds like Quiet Riot. And it was girl-oriented, 
you know, pretty much set in, set in the standard here. You can kind of tell, like, this isn't, I don't know if this is like the, there, there's not a number on here, but clearly uh, this has been ongoing for a while because there's like a demeanor between all the girls and stuff. And when you see somebody's name in like a text or whatever, you know that they're like friends that go to a diner together all the time. It's kind of revealed later. So she goes outside, right? And she's like immediately interrupted right outside her place by her friend who's protesting LexCorp dumping toxic chemicals right outside of her place. Man, uh, the so villain's, tried... villain's playbook right there. Dumping chemicals. <laughs> she lives right there. She barely walked, um, you know, like a building, two buildings away. And then there, it... actually, she walks right out the door and her friend's protesting this. Um, so the, the girl. Aaron Brockovich? Uh, what? Is she the new Aaron Brockovich? <laughs> <laughs> the girl whose name is um, Jess, um, who is, she looks like a gypsy. Um, she tries to recruit Kara, right? But obviously our main character has other plans, you know, the the, the, the Mashathon. <laughs> so um, seriously, it, it just feels totally ridiculous. There's no way that this event starts at 4 p.m. If I'm being generous about the time she gets up, okay? And I studied the, the, um, the shadows <laughs> in the room um, they're not like horizontal enough to be really like 10 a.m. And that's also me being generous. So her getting up at like, let's say, uh, 11, you know, even noon, she's not going to be late for this mosh pit thing. It's ridiculous. Any mosh pit, uh, um, event with all these, uh, different, um, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, five different, um, bands playing. They're, they're not going to start the, the earliest they're going to start is what? Seven, eight. She's got plenty of time, so it's ridiculous that she didn't want to like do all these things with her friends. Her friends. Okay, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how you really feel. <laughs> it just yeah no no I, I got I, I immediately started to like tear this apart in my head. <laughs> <Moving forward. laughs> After a few guilt trips, um, we find that our hero uh, sitting she's sitting on the side of the dumping site. It just skips to she was convinced to do some protesting, so she's holding a sign. Right, and the other girls like chanting some ridiculous thing. Um, also, the uh, the pipe in which you can see the LexCore like sewage is seriously right next to her house, so it's um, it's you know well thought out. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, some fellow fellow age groups walk by, staring at their phones, and the girl protesting Jess, uh, <clears throat> she offers a petition for them to sign, and they're like, mm, "Nah, we're really into this like app that was just released by LexCore." Um, the app is like um, Save the Pigeons or something like that. Like you get these little pigeons, whatever, on the app, and you've like saved them by uh, locating. It, it, I guess it could be like Pokemon Go, maybe. I'm not familiar with Pokemon Go, so I, I mean, it could be like that. <laughs> maybe collect pigeons, maybe save pigeons. You know, I don't know. Um, you know what? It 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 could sell. In the modern world, when people are looking for something new and different, to be like, you know what? There are a lot of pigeons. Maybe we... So this girl, Jess, who's protesting, she immediately um, is obsessed with the app. She's like, oh, my God, the pigeons are so cute. So she's off, right? And then Kara, she sees her advantage of getting out of there real quick, right? So she jets. And she's supposedly on her way to the Moshathon, you know, in, in a direction. <laughs> Again, it's going to take her three, four hours to get there, I guess. Um, she could just fly. She's a supergirl. Um, she's here. She hears her name called from like the top of a building, and it's Wonder Woman, who's like, "Hey, you want to come up and and like spar with me for a minute? I could use some help." 
And so, like, she's flattered by uh, the offer to spar with Wonder Woman, you know. And they're fighting for a and maybe having some fun. And then Wonder Woman's phone goes off, and it's a notification about the app for pigeons. So she, she immediately gets into the pigeon thing, and Kara's just like, okay, I'm just going to go then. She goes to leave, and she's walking down the street, and all of a sudden, there's a net get thrown on her, right? And she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's Batgirl. She's, like, testing out a new net device from her, like, you know, gadgets and stuff. And uh, <laughs> she's like, would you mind helping me with this? And she's like, hmm. Kara's like, no, I don't want to help you. This is ridiculous. I, I need to get the fuck out of here. And then she gets a text on her phone. Hey, could you come over here and help me with this? Probably, I think, um, either Bumblebee uh, is one of the characters. Like a mm-hmm. little Bumblebee sort of. Are these wing. like younger versions of the characters, or are they like chibi versions where they're just visually drawn cuter? Yes, visually drawn, drawn cuter. They're all the same age group. They look like they're uh, late teens, really. Okay, because this the way you're describing this, I do have yeah. two nieces, and this I mean, sounds like a like a Barbie's Playhouse episode. Yep. Yes, this uh, like reason, I, I hate each their own. Was because I wanted to at least delve into what is the future for my niece, for instance, right? Yeah, what yeah, could yeah. She possibly get into, and I am not having it. <laughs> this is, this you don't want to chase squirrels. Let me, let me, let me go on here, okay? All right, <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. Um, um, after she gets like a, a text from her friend, hey, would you come help me with this like science project, whatever? She's like, no, f this, and she shuts her phone up, right? And it cuts to just later immediately. She's at the show. And she's moshing, and she's having the best day ever. And then people sort of start to disappear. Um, and then it's just like her in the mosh pit area. And basically the show ends, and she's like, oh, that was that was really early. But then she walks outside. She's like really delighted she has no obligations, right? And she finds Diana, uh, Wonder Woman, in an alley next to a trash can playing the pigeon game on her phone. Just sitting right next to it, like snuggled up next to a trash can. Uh... <laughs> And she's like, hey, uh, what are you doing? She's like, I'm playing the pigeon game. But she just walks away. And then she, she sees Batgirl, and she's sitting next to her net, not paying attention at all, and she's playing the pigeon game. Whatever. Uh, she heads to a diner all by herself. I guess I get the idea that they all go to the diner together. And there's a guy, like, choking. And she walks over and performs a Heimlich, and she turns to where her friends would be. She's like, heh, nailed it. But, you know, they're, like, not there. She's like, well, okay. This talent only needs one hero, I guess. So she's flying around, and she hears somebody, like, calling for help. She goes to this place, and there is this lady who's like, Oh, my God, my phone. Somebody took my fucking phone. I'm trying to play the pigeon game. Could you get the phone back? Uh, Catwoman took it. She goes over. This is like a, um, uh, they're just dropping names left and right. <laughs> she, she goes, captures Catwoman. <laughs> Catwoman's like, um, you know, there's probably, like, big, bigger fish to fry. Why don't you just um, let me go? She's like, nah, drops her off at the uh, police station. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Oh, actually, she hears some other calls from other people. She goes out to the, um, well, the waterfront, I guess, right? And out of nowhere comes these, like, three huge sea monsters, right? That are, like, eating boats and shit. And she sort of defeats them, like, punching them and stuff. And then on her way back, discovers that LexCore's dumping toxic waste leads to a mutation of um, creatures. And so, hence the huge monsters. So... Then Supergirl goes back to where um, where uh, um, Jess was, the protester, and she makes a sign that says, no more pigeon app. And she's, like, walking around with, like, no more pigeon app and makes up her own little rhyme thing. 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> then um, it, she, she sort of like changed herself to Jess, and she's like, I will sit here with you uh, until the time when you can be done with this app thing. And So we've got like a split plot of yeah. mm-hmm. Supergirl trying to help everybody. Mm-hmm. When, you know, she, she can't do everything. And then you've got the nefarious LexCorp. pigeon app. Oh, yeah, right, right. Consuming sort of like the time action. of all of the heroes. Instead of doing their hero jobs, they're worrying about collecting all the pigeons. Is this mm-hmm. like a, you yeah. think this is a comment on like modern, um, like Pokemon Go, like you were saying, like those kind of apps? Is that what's going on here? Oh, is yeah, that... Well, you, you know, you have um, one villain that's created by another villain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, LexCorp created both the app and um, is responsible for the huge monsters. So you okay. have like one main villain just like creating other villains underneath like a little umbrella of, you know, bad guys. This is um, an interesting, an so interesting like, story. She goes and like pretty much saves all the other uh, uh, supergirls, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Superhero, and they all get together, and um, they're just party? there for a second, and in comes this huge mutated pigeon, just down the street. Huge pigeon comes at them, right? And the only thing that happens is they grab a piece of bread and lure it away. And that's it that happens. Friendship like, is magic. Like <laughs> they lure the um, house-sized is... pigeon away. Somewhere else. It just cuts It cuts to... They break into LexCore, right? And they witness, like, someone putting a droplet of something inside of, like, a, a hamster's mouth. And then the hamster becomes huge. And then there's chaos, right? And they're saving people left and right. And then somebody, uh, this happens right before they they figure out the hamster situation. Somebody goes to a computer in LexCore and shuts down the app, the pigeon app. And then the girl with the Green Lantern thingy, she goes and puts like one of those balls around the hamster, you know, the, like rolling balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, this is definitely written for children because of how sporadic it is. Because you it's need to so keep children's sporadic. attention. And the so, only wrap-up... I understand why you love this. There's a huge pigeon, and there's a huge hamster, and Wonder Woman's like, you know, I know a nice island where they can live. Done. Just going to put them in the, I, the Minotaur maze. Feed the Minotaur. I maze. mean... Yeah. <laughs> I did the ball rolling around in the Minotaur maze. So I did some quick research, and the DC Superhero Girls actually has a animated tv show as well mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's what channel it's on uh warner oh it's for cartoon network it's by warner brothers obviously being dc um yeah i was looking at it and there's definitely a feel based on like some like the trailer or whatever there's definitely a feel of this is about this is for like eight nine-year-olds like oh, yeah. the, that's the target audience and like you were saying tony it's got that sporadic you know bounce to here and then bounce to this character and then bounce to this character that way you don't you know it's not like a continuous story going forward again i'm trying to get, step out of my comfort zone i'm yep. also looking future for my niece and stuff and i you know what i'm gonna direct her where she should go well Wait i gotta for- think uh some of at least some of our listeners have kids and yeah. would love to get them into comics. So, mm-hmm. would you recommend this for? This isn't bad. I mean, it looks um, it looks 
it looks nice. In fact, um, it would be inspiring. Uh, it's all girls, you know. These mm-hmm. girls in these uniforms, um, kicking butt. Uh, all you should the time. probably not use that sentence while reviewing. A kid's <laughs> girls in uniforms, yeah. kicking butt. Oh no! You know the costumes, the um, superhero costumes. Okay, uh, yes, you know. I know what you mean, but schoolgirl school uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're wearing leader uniforms, you know, like a hero uniforms. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> oh, now he gets it. You're the one that thought it was bad, not me. <laughs> Listen, Charles has transformed. Um, he's he's in basically in father mode, and uh, little girls are innocent, and uniforms okay. are innocent. And... Okay, but the first thing she thinks about is I'm gonna go to a mosh pit. You know, my my values are way out there. Instead of like helping her friends, she feels bummed about helping anybody that day. And when she finally gets time to herself, she's like, woohoo! And then when she has time to herself, she's like, hmm, I think I'll help somebody. I think that it, I mean, that speaks to a little, yeah, that's the thing about like kids' cartoons, is it's speaking to the, the struggles that they have. And the struggles that little kids have are giving up part of your free time and because they're like, no, I want to play. Kids are selfish. So I just, teaching them not to be selfish, I get it. I just want to point out, uh, how passionate Charles is about this. I've never heard him talk this long on any comic book ever before. I I I'm love committed. it. I love the passion. I'm committed, you know? Yep. I'm analyzed. Yeah. There's gonna be a listener to. There's gonna be a listener out there and be like, you know what? I was gonna give up on this show, but mm-hmm. listening to Charles' passion and desire to, you know, bring new uh comics readers into the fold via the DC superhero girls, I'm all about it. I didn't hate it because I get to, um, I don't know, get to sort of experience something that, you know, step out of your comfort zone. Like, just look at new things. Uh, the future of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it might be a good transition, you know, based on what you're saying. A good transition into, one, it's got, it makes the uh, parents happy because they're learning a good lesson. I mean, that's how a lot of cartoons get away with what they do. It's because they're like, yeah, but mom, at the end, I learned about sharing. And it's like, oh, sharing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but What I didn't really like about this somewhat was that um, you, you have to already know their names, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a Karen on the cell phone. I'm like, who the heck is Karen? Who the heck is a, a Z? I don't, I don't know who this is, you know? Now, was, no was Karen, like, speak to the manager Karen or, like, a character Karen? <laughs> a character on the other oh, end okay. of a text message, you know. Like, Karen's on the phone and she wants to speak to the manager. Well, Tony, you got any news? Uh, I have some, not much. Uh, one of our local comic book shops, Vault of Midnight, is starting to do mail orders again. Uh, they have posted, obviously, that they have not gotten any new comics, but if you want to order games, back issues, trade paperbacks, whatever, they will mail them out for, they said between 7 and $10 for, per order uh, for shipping. But if you are you know stuck at home and you want to get some things, you can look on their website and... Uh, yeah, order some things, or if you know they do, call them and... Why don't they just a delivery person? Like a local delivery person? Like Pizza Hut. 
Well, that person's still going to need to get paid, so you're still going to have some shipping charge. Yeah, mm. but it'd be less than seven bucks. Yeah, you would think, but the reason why uh, pizza places can get away with the cheaper uh, surcharge is because they can hit up five houses in one go, so two mm. bucks times five places, that's ten bucks there for the gas to do that round trip. Where comic book shops, they're probably not going to have that many to begin with. So to have a dedicated person on hand to then maybe where they can just have one person at the shop fulfilling orders throughout the day, maybe ship them out on a Thursday and just bring them to the, I don't know. That's what I would do if I owned a shop. But And I'm pretty sure that's probably what they're doing too. But I think that's kind of cool, good news. Uh, also, we had mentioned last week, um, but they're still re-announcing it, that hopefully within three weeks this time that we will start having new comic books uh, being shipped. But again, that all kind of goes to how we will get them, depending on the different stay-at-home orders. Right now, comic book shops are still not essential in Michigan. We have had mm -hmm. some restrictions lifted, <clears throat> but that's not one of them that, I mean, I'd, I'd have to agree with. I, I love comics. I miss, you know, new comics. But when all things said and done, it is not needed to have comic book shops open, which sucks because I'm I, all about supporting You know, even them. With, with certain sanitary, you know, measures taken and stuff like that, it's it's like one of those it's a location where you have I touch then you touch then the next person touches you know potentially cycling through comic books if you don't necessarily know you know a big thing about comic book stores is the ability to shop if I know what I want yeah sure I could say hey I want this this and this issue <clears throat> maybe it's new this week or something like that but in general at a store you're going to be wanting to go through and uh, grab, you know, cycle through, hey, what issues do we have? Maybe I'll look at a new book or something like that. Same with, like, any library or stuff like that. It's just an opportunity for a lot of people touching the same thing. Um, I think the grocery store is exactly the same way. It's just we die without food, so I think that's the exception with the the grocery store. It's the same idea. There are a lot of people touching a lot of boxes. You know, I pick up a box of cereal, and, oh, this one's kind of, crushed a little bit i want a nicer box well someone's gonna buy that box and i've touched it and if you i touched have it, yeah. i've so. been practicing like not even doing anything till i've decided what exactly <laughs> want from anywhere in, in the aisle you know that is that is interesting and I, I have a feeling that even when this all gets done and we go back to uh living some element of a normal life i will have built up habits where mm -hmm. i will not be one, I will not touch my face at all in the store. I mean, that was one thing that I've done is I've, I do not touch my face until I get home from the grocery store. Then, you know, maybe if I really have a bad itch, I'll like scratch it on like my bicep portion of my shirt or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I won't touch my face until I get home. Once I get home, I sanitize all my boxes from the store. You know, it's just. And Kids will uh, mirror their parents all the time. Well, you know, that's how it goes, right? Yeah. That's how they do things, right? And so these new habits that are, they're just going to flow right into the next generation and then the next generation of less touching of things, less touching of faces, you know, all yeah. the good habits, I think, right? Could be. I, I think, too, I mean. They're good for kids, though. I mean, this will all wear off eventually. 
you know, we'll, we'll go back to what's normal as far as um, filtering through. But I think you'll see a lot of uh, no touching society where we yeah. just talk through video or, uh, you know, Skype anyway. I think you'll see a lot of people like giving you the judgy eye if you're like filing through comics, you know, for a little bit, even after all this goes over. They're like, oh, this person's just putting their germs on everything. It's like <laughs> this is how it was for like decades and decades, you know, it was fine. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> but um, yeah, it'll be a weird world. So with the, the virus going around and lots of different deaths, uh, a rumor because you can't confirm it at all but who who knows how true it is or not but kim jong-un there's reports that i mean he hasn't been seen for like two weeks and there's reports that he's dead and i i i I bring that up because you wouldn't know if it's true for or not uh north korea has come out and said no he's healthy and fine but of course the resume what are they going to do? Like replace him with a lookalike? No, uh, I saw I saw something, and I can't. I don't know how true it was or okay. not because when I saw the name of the person, I go. The, I think it was a satirical site that I was reading earlier because I was interested. I was like, "Who would take over?" And they said his little sister, uh, Little Kim. So I go, "Yeah." So I don't think. Do you remember when Adam Sandler was dead? Remember that, like. Well, yeah, but those are those are ho- dumb hoaxes that this is people same play thing. on. This is more speculation. He's, in, he's he's trying to hide so he doesn't have to like deal with anybody, right? And if he was dead, they would just like they would just announce it. I would say. Why wouldn't he like, just show himself? I will say that there, you know, within the the uh, North Korea um, media machine that they have, you know, there's there's the uh, I. It, it's funny because I've watched it a few times. Uh, the interview, which is the yeah. satire movie. Well, that's what I was gonna um, say. Hulu just uh, popped that in their top hits for people when they log on to to watch it now <laughs> because of this. Yep. Well, I mean that's and that you know they talked about. Yes, it was satire, but some of the rumors in there are things that North Korean people are told. Things like they're you know destined or they're descended from gods or. They are, you know, they don't even go to the bathroom like other people do or this and that, you know, these different just crazy outlandish things. I think that it's definitely possible that a uh, he could be killed uh, or he could be not killed. He could be dead. I mean, there's definitely been some stuff that says like brain dead. I have read things of that where he's not dead, dead. He's just in a coma. Uh, The Japanese... One of the news places in Japan uh, posted or made it, wrote an article saying that their inside source said the person who was doing sur- the doctor who was doing surgery on him wasn't used to people who were obese, and so he delayed on some stuff, and that caused complications. Um, I mean, I was doing a lot of research myself. If this all ha- becomes true. His sister most likely will take over, which will make a really interesting situation to have a female running that country um, when we can't even get a female to run our country. Mm-hmm. But she's been like his second in command for a lot of stuff. She's gotten very involved. She went to school, I think, in Switzerland or something like that, and then came back. So she's educated as well. Um, 
she's been seeing a lot like you know a very business like thing a lot with him and we haven't seen we have seen her and we haven't seen him which I think is another part of it too that we've seen her moving around with generals but we haven't seen him there and it's usually the two of them so I'm smelling I think a that's sequel. A, it, it's just sitting in a panic room right now I mean it's very possible you never know I mean they're still doing military exercises and stuff like that so who knows we'll have to find out on the next episode of the wrong timeline <laughs> uh so I don't know if you guys remember, there was a, a movie announced a while ago called Silver and Black, which was going to follow Silver Sable and Black Cat, and I thought that was an interesting uh, potential movie, uh, taking two kind of villainous uh, bad guys, even though they're not super villainous, they're just bad guys in the Spider-Man universe, and... There hasn't been much talk about it except for the date shifting and moving, and then is this even something that they potentially want to do? And it's sounding like it might turn into a Disney Plus limited series, which I think that would be actually pretty cool because then there is a different level of what I I expect when it's going to be a TV show compared to a movie. I think a movie... Uh, everything needs to be perfect with uh, effects and everything where if it's a TV show and there's some rendering issues and stuff I can sometimes just go alright it's a TV show budget I'm loving the plot I will look past that weird looking robot that doesn't look like it fits in at all just as an example so with this type of uh, you know saying it's a limited series I have a little more higher hopes for me personally liking it better if they're going to scale it back because they haven't even started on it yet so who knows where production um this will be but i think unproduced that... film. <laughs> what it says unproduced film yeah nice and it was first announced back in 2017, yeah, 2017 right yeah yeah so <laughs> and disney plus is going to need a lot more shows to yep. keep it uh, viable, uh, I do think you know they they have a core. You know every every uh, streaming service has its core people. I mean, you look like Hulu; uh, its core people are typically cable subscribers or people who were cable subscribers where they want to see their CBS shows, their NBC shows. You know things like uh, CSI or um, NCIS, things like that. I think the Disney Plus core audience is the people with kids, mm-hmm. where they just want to access to Disney movies. But you only get a Disney movie a year, maybe every two years. And yes, the Marvel stuff is great, and they have some great properties. But yeah, I agree. They need they need solid, continuous new shows to show off. I mean, that was one of the things that made Netflix so successful is that right at the moment where people were kind of getting bored of what they had to offer from other people, they started making their own shows. You have like Ozark, um, House of Cards, things like that start coming in, different shows, and it really added some variety. Um, Disney Plus is going to have the Cassian Andor series, which I'm really looking forward to. So for those not super versed in names and Star Wars, this is... uh, the main male protagonist from Star Wars Rogue One. Uh-huh. 
So it's going to be kind of his uh, Rogue One. Before Rogue One, yep. Obviously, yeah, so he died at the end. Oops, spoiler alert. Oops. <laughs> yeah, spoiler You're alert. Uh, like eight years ago, or what feels like eight years ago now. Um, but yeah, so he, it, it should be interesting. Uh, Diego Luna is going to be the character again. So same actor who played him in the mu- movie will play him in the series. Um, they added a couple new car- new people to the story as well, a couple actresses. Um, Denise Goff. And then Genevieve O'Reilly. Um, not specifically what else they've been in, but they were added to um, that. The showrunner is one of the co-writers of Rogue One, which gives me some, you know, good vibes because I personally think that Rogue One is possibly the best Star Wars movie. Um, I think it was the most yeah. balanced. It was the most well-paced. It had, you know. It's. I don't think it's a cheap. Fighting. Yeah, I mean, it had a badass version of Vader on film um, that scene, and and it was like what a 25, 30 second scene, and put every other scene of Darth Vader to shame. I'm getting goosebumps Uh, thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just the if anything. If nothing else, the throw the guy on the roof and then slice him as you walk by him. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. this is nothing. <laughs> I mean, and it, it was wasn't the fancy prequels, uh, kung fu fighting uh, type thing, which I I liked the wire fighting stuff, but you know it was it just how like immobile he kind of was. It showed yeah. his disability as well. Like, sure, he, he was quick and stuff like that, but he I turned mean, into he... A, a berserker. He he by no means had agility or dexterity he was 100 percent strength and he just walked it was, uh, it, was it was it was 10 percent strength 100 or 90 100 percent concentrated power of will yeah what but. if what if the stormtroopers in darth vader they all wear those masks because in the galaxy far far away the whole galaxy has covid 19 and they're just trying to I'm protect not, themselves I, I'm, 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 <laughs> Charles floated away. <laughs> um, it's not wrong, but it's it was not mentioned right. in Force Awakens that their um, their masks don't work against toxins. Yep, yep, they're just for smoke. So if they're not great for toxins, then they're not great for uh, you know well, uh, smoke only defeated vent. by a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. They're not N twenty five masks, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh yeah. You're a whiz of the cheese, eh? Disney, I don't know what you're talking about. Disneyland and <laughs> Disney World are saying that they could remain closed up until 2021. Yeah. And they are bracing for that, which, again, that's something that we've predicted on large scale of at least cons, but then you have this place that, you know the moment they open, there's so many idiots in this world, they would say, oh, this is going to be cheap and we need to get out of the house, so let's do that. Not realizing that would spark a huge spread again because we're doing. But yeah, there's this one dude who has it, and he's like, "Man, I never got to go to a con. I'm gonna die soon. I might as well just go. Fuck the yeah. world." <laughs> I mean, maybe you could definitely have situations like that where people are. That, uh... That's what happened with AIDS. Uh, there was a guy who was just like, "Fuck the world," and he just went around, you know, uh, spreading AIDS because he had it. He knew he had it, and he just he just went around spreading it because he's like, "If I have it, then." If I have to suffer this, then you know what? Anybody I don't want to be alone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't know what people are capable of. 
I think I know what people are capable of, and that's bad shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's already been um, demonstrated, you know. Holy Wars, um, uh, popular vote. Are you saying words now? <laughs> <laughs> lamp. Uh, I Mar- like lamp. Marvel has also um, cut half its editorial uh, staff. So obviously, you know, people that make comics, they get paid per their comic and they have contracts to make certain comics. So they're kind of good. But some of the behind the scenes uh, people that, you know, work directly for the company are getting furloughed right now until this one. I could see I don't see it being a long lasting, especially if they start getting comic books back. But again, I think there's going to be some scaling back of some events that they were planning that we may not have known yet that they didn't announce or they have up until a certain point that they already have prepared. And if that means delays and then that extends, you know, how many comic books they send out because they know, well, people aren't really reading. So why I need to make all this new stuff right now? Cause anyone will gobble up anything at this point. And, uh, now, do you guys have anything? Because this last one, I think, is kind of cool. We'll end on this. News-wise? Yeah. Um, there's sure. some uh, fun stories in the uh, video game world. Uh, people finding... I see seeing a lot of creativity in taking games a little bit further. Uh, there was a fun story this week of Elijah Wood uh, entering a random girl's Animal Crossing uh, island. She put out, like, a tweet that basically said um, turnips, which are one of the things you can buy and sell in the game. She's like, my turnip prices are, like, 700 is like, this ridiculous price. She's like, direct message me, and I'll give you a code so you can come visit my island and sell your turnips here to make a bunch of money. Well, I guess Elijah Wood actually uh, DM'd this girl and asked for the code. And so, she, obviously, she's, like, freaking out. She sends it. Elijah Wood shows up chats in game is like super courteous he's like the nicest guy in the mm-hmm. world he's like hey would you mind if i picked a couple fruits from your trees like things that you don't actually have to ask permission you can just walk up and get fruit from a tree um <laughs> without permission but yeah, he's like being super courteous and like chatting with her and be like thanks have a great day and then like left and went on his own it was just kind of like a fun cute little story um other than that there's uh you know a a lot of stories of people uh, reconnecting with gaming, uh, they, you know, their work or whatever else. They kind of lost uh, gaming. You're seeing a lot of stuff for free as well. That's the uh, one definitely. thing that sucks with the free stuff. I mean, no, I'm not saying it sucks free stuff. But by the time they post it, usually by the time we're recording our episode, it's like they have an extra day for that. So we can't really announce some of the free stuff that you know yep. the networks yeah, are yeah, doing but definitely uh, you know searching sites like kotaku or ign and stuff like that they'll have lists that are keep being updated um things like steam has some games for free some games are doing like trials now you can play it for the first six days for free or something like that um and then obviously if you have xbox live or if you have uh, a psn subscription you get games for free through that and those are updated one at least every month, if not more often. There's just there's a lot of indie games for free. There's some sites that 
they're like indie publishers and they're putting their games for free for so many days. And most of these, once you download it, it's yours forever. Like you can re-download it even after the month is over. Um, there's definitely plenty of entertainment out there. If you're look, if you're bored with whatever you're doing at home, looking for some new games. Um, yeah, I mean the, for the most part, the gaming world seems fairly untouched. Obviously people do like physical copies of stuff, but, um, you know, all of this is digital. It can be downloaded. So it tends to be that, um, Outside of that, there's not a whole other lot of gaming news. Final Fantasy XII, basically, or Seven Remake, not Twelve, is consuming all video game news right now because it's such a big uh, ordeal and uh, it's well worth the play. Like I mentioned earlier, I think it's incredible. If you're a big fan of Final Fantasy VII, it's good. If you're brand new to the series, you need you don't have to have any knowledge of the original game to get into this one. So it's the it's the full story. All the characters are introduced just like they were in the original game. Uh, but it's not just like a remaster with modern graphics. The combat is different, everything. It's just a fully... Basically, they just took the story from the game and then imported it into a modern, brand-new game. Uh, it was very good, but... Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Charles, do you have anything? Um, <clears throat> uh, no, not really. <laughs> all right. So... I guess I, I guess I have a chance to try Final Fantasy, finally. Yes. Holy fantasy. So did you order it? Never doing it. I've never played it. I, I've i played I never beat that one. I only played a little bit at a friend's house, but I definitely do want to get that. I just wish one of my friends bought the physical copy so I could borrow it, but darn the darn. Um, so, one so thing... Actually, that... um, speaking of games, though, like I have brought up my Kinect and I've been playing these older games from the Xbox 360, and it is still oh, nice. super fun. And the Kinect is the first one that ever came out, so it doesn't have... Um, it's not as uh, advanced, you know, but it still does a great, great job of, um, you know, uh, infrared, you know, sensing where the body is and all that stuff, right? And all the movements, it's, it's very accurate. A lot of fun. Kinect Sports, man, we, we, I just have so much fun on that thing. Get some exercise. This, this past I don't even week, know you're getting... this past week I started playing a new game. It's a it's a card game originally, but there's an online site that you can play it called Dominion. And oh uh, yeah, yeah. A friend start uh, asked me if I played it before. I go no, but I am up for anything. And first time we played, and I was trying to pay attention and wasn't really. And she accrued points and she won. So the second time we played. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to be playing against the robots to really get to learn a little bit better, but I didn't, but I somehow won, and she was quite, uh, I mean, she wasn't really upset, but she was surprised because she was not paying attention then either, but, so we'll have to go to a third game, and I have to really try to win just to, to brag. I would definitely be down for playing that one. I've got uh, a couple expansions in the original actual dominion game so even after all this jazz you know gets done we could play in real life okay. like normal people that'd be fun um but something anthony you'd probably find this interesting obviously you wouldn't be part of it though but there uh dungeon and dragons and magic the gathering and pretty much wizard of the coast who owns both those properties is giving free material to schools and libraries so what they're doing is they're pairing up with with them and sending 
2,000 kits uh, to be distributed uh, around the U.S. And pretty much what each kit has is a legendary bundle for D&D Beyond website that unlocks all access to all current rules and adventures content for D&D. Oh, wow. And 30 digital codes for Magic the Gathering Arena game. Um, this will, you know, obviously if it's going to schools, what I, and I feel if it's the schools tied to, because I don't know how this would all work without an individual having the account, but maybe each teacher can use that playgroup for, you know, whoever wants to within their school. I know my brother, who's a teacher, he had actually started an after-school program to teach kids, like mainly theater kids that would join, because he's a theater, you know, major as well, to kind of play some role-playing. So D&D a bit, but they didn't just play D&D, they played... A bunch of other cool nerdy games just to kind of you know do something after school and this was the before times so i'm assuming he might really like this and maybe if he could get a hold of some of the kids you know be like hey maybe start a new session online and keep these kids engaged uh while we're living during the now <laughs> the now times yeah what do we call that we you know the before times and the now times. Yeah, I, I, whatever. The I think it's an time. interesting concept, though, because I have seen people, you know, especially now, everything has to be digital just by the nature of the environment. Uh, our campaign, we're doing digitally through D&D and Beyond and Roll20, um, and there's multiple ways you can do it. I mean, you could do Google google drive and a shared spreadsheet for your grid to move mm -hmm. units around if you really wanted to um but you know I, I think that's a big part of it is people are looking for ways to get some unique entertainment uh dungeons and dragons was already making a comeback anyways uh before all this went down so and like you said your brother started a program and i think that a lot of schools i mean one there's the theater the role-playing aspect um, but you've got mathematics in it. You know, you're rolling different dice, and you have to add those up. Uh, you have basic character statistics. I mean, so you're doing that. You're doing uh, – you can do English because you're doing bios of characters. So there's a lot of ways you can introduce legitimate education opportunities while playing the game. And it's virtual, and it will keep people, kids entertained because I have multiple friends who are teachers who are struggling to get all of their students online because they're like, well, uh, I don't, I'm not getting graded on any of this. I don't have to do any of this. You can say I have to do it, like this is my homework, but you, you know, the law says it's not, doesn't count. So a lot of kids just aren't even showing up, and their parents are just like, listen, I've been stuck with this child inside for two months now. I don't care what they do as long as they're not getting into trouble, so they're not forcing <laughs> their kids to go to school right. or anything. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, uh, booze in the book this week. It's an uh, interesting one. Uh, there's been a lot of artists coming out with one-page uh, comics. Pretty much, you know, just a couple panels that will explain, you know, mm -hmm. a, a scene or a visual um, story. And yeah, sure. uh, this one person, Eric Gladstone, uh, as well as... Uh, his illustrator, uh, Ron Joseph, wrote and created a very simple, as what he posted when he put it online, 
a very dumb one-pager about the most famous song by Rednecks. And I started reading this, and I go, sounds familiar. And this is an earworm that will be stuck in your head. But it, it really, you should just need to look this up. But uh, if it hadn't been for, well, you know, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. And the visual of this, it, 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 it struck me. It's a very well-drawn comic. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's... I could, you know, you could see it being, I wouldn't necessarily think it'd be a good story, but you could see it being a story separate. Uh, like you said, I mean, you read the actual lines in it and each one of those like pauses was each panel. Um, and I did the same, if I hadn't known because of like searching for it by the name, I think it would have gotten me too. where like at the beginning, I'm like, well, you know, and I'm like, okay, we're trying to say, and then as soon as I hear, where did you come from? Where did you go? I'd be like, oh, that got it. And then that last panel just jumps at you mm-hmm. where it's like Cotton Eye Joe. And then there is Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. This so. villainous, uh, scarecrow-ish like thing with Cotton Eye. But I don't know. Yeah. I thought it just visually is awesome. This was definitely not the dumbest thing as they posted. I almost kind of would like to see a full page comic. Even though that is pretty much most of the words of that song just repeated. There's not much yep. to the the other lyrics. Uh, yeah, it's just that, that chorus repeating. But anyways, I'm going to pair that with the drink of the week, a uh, shot of bleach. So uh, I kid on that, though. Don't drink bleach. Uh, don't listen to you <laughs> stupid people. Uh, but You obviously go- pour it straight into your eyeballs. Let's... Uh, Let's do a shot of 151 because that's, I guess, the closest thing to being able to kill any viruses in your body, I would think. That's not, not bad. So that's, uh, that's all I have. And yeah. uh, once again, I thank you all um, for joining. Me. Oh, you're welcome. Happy to be here. For now. We'll see you about next week. We'll see if I'm still happy to be doing this over. <laughs> it's week by week. You never know uh, how I'm going to feel when we do this. It is getting easier, I feel, kind of. Um, I'm going yeah, I'm I'm to post this comic chat, so uh, on uh, our Facebook uh, site, too, just because I think it is pretty fucking sweet. So <laughs> check it there on our Facebook page. And I guess until next week... Stay thirsty for the prune juice that people are making in their gardens. It's <laughs> a euphemism. For homemade brews. Homemade brews. That's what we'll go with. Yes, that's much better. Ugh.